0: Welcome to Doctrine
1: and Devotion, a podcast that explores Christian faith and practice from a Reformed Baptist perspective. My name is Joe Thorne. I'm the lead pastor of Redeemer Fellowship in St. Charles, Illinois.
0: And I'm Jimmy Fowler, executive
1: pastor at Redeemer Fellowship. You okay, man? What's what up? do you mean? What do you mean? You look a little different. You look no, little... what do you mean? I look different. Your eyes are puffy. Uh, your nose is sniffly. You uh, you're coughing a lot. You got lozenges falling out of your pockets. I don't know
0: what's going on man, over here. Why, why, you, why? Like
1: you got sick. You looks like you got what I get. What I had. <laughs> <laughs> How you like it now? Oh,
0: you know man. I, I, I don't. I don't appreciate you. Uh, yeah. You know, yeah. Delving... turning the tables. No, yeah, no, no. You no. don't like that,
1: do you? <laughs> man. You got a good got a good sleep last night though, right? Oh man, I good sleep last night. But how do you feel right now? I feel good. No, you don't. You feel garbage. You're coughing. No, but I still feel better than yesterday.
0: Oh well, yeah, fine. Yeah, I feel better than yesterday. Yeah, but you don't feel as good as me. No, no, I'm free. How do you even feel good? I mean, it's hard. You wake up like every day. You wake up. It's like, and I'm still me. You're still (laughs) you. (laughs) It's very bad. Like you look in the mirror and you think I have to be me. Look at this guy again. It's like Groundhog it t- Day. It takes courage to be. I, I, you. I
1: live Groundhog Day, but without any improvement. That's yeah. the difference.
0: Okay. I don't learn to play the
1: piano. Mm. Uh, you know, I don't. Uh, I don't learn languages. Uh, you I, just go I, smoke. No, I just smoke every day. It's Groundhog Days every day. That's and it. I do lots of self-loathing, and uh, and dismissive looks from people who pass by me. That's basically what okay. I do.
0: Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. So yeah, thanks uh, for calling out that I'm uh, not feeling good. Appreciate it.
1: Yeah. Well, you know, I just want people to know that way they can pray for you.
0: Oh, is that what it is? Mm-hmm. Is that you you're trying to get well, people for Well, you know, I mean, me? I just
1: I I think people who know that um that jimmy's not feeling well uh could now pray for you or if they wanted to they could uh flood your uh your twitter and instagram oh stop with, it uh condolences stop uh, it. hashtag condolences fofo no uh, stop that would be it. great so if you would please everyone uh have, ask jimmy to let him know on social media that you that you're pulling for him no that you stop want it. him to, to feel better i hate you um uh, get well Hashtag get well soon Fofo Something like that That'd No be good. don't do that
0: Yeah you could do that Nope I am uh, So Paul's gonna be here yeah, He's I already in town Really excited yeah, yeah It's gonna be great He's at a so coffee shop Yep we're gonna record with him later on Actually mm-hmm. in about a half hour Yeah uh, So we'll be with him Molly's here as well So mm-hmm. that's great uh, we're going to hang out tonight. We got a triple date. Yep. That's going to be fun. Mm-hmm. And then tomorrow we're going to chill at La Vida. Mm-hmm. And then. It's like 10 minutes before you steal them away. And then the Maxwells and I. Well, it's not like you really want to hang out with them. Yeah, with him. Yeah. Oh, with Ma- not Molly. Okay. No, like, no, no, I don't yeah, know. I didn't <laughs> <laughs> <You> know her. I didn't know her. It's a blonde chick. I don't know who that is.
1: <laughs> I've never met her. No, so, look. Here's the thing. Here, Hey, everybody. This is what Jimmy did. Oh, okay. you to tell the, me we got the wrong. We got the Maxwells mm-hmm. coming in. Now, here, everybody wants to uh-huh. see and hang out with Paul because it's rare that we get to do so. Okay, and now, why don't you shush, go ahead and tell, shush, tell the whole shush. story. I am. I am. No, you you're not. You, you, be not. Be you are not. I'll tell the whole story, but I got to set up the background. No, you're not setting I'm, up the background. background first. No, background uh, is the whole me, story. Trust me. People want to not only hang out with Paul, but they also want to meet Molly because yes. most of us haven't done that before because we don't even know if she's real. I think she's an avatar. I think it's like <laughs> some artificial, some AI nonsense that Paul has in his in his house. Um, but if she's real, we definitely want to meet her. Mm-hmm. So everybody is like, man, we're so excited. We get to see her. And what's going on? Well, you know, um, well, to today, uh, Paul uh, gets to hang out with us and we're going to do a podcast. Mm-hmm. We've got to do that. And then we're going to hopefully go to La Vida and smoke a little bit and hang yep. out with some people. Yep. And then tonight, it's triple date, right? Yep. And that's, uh, that's you know, we get the priority because yep. we're the JoFo. That's right. right. That's right. And then tomorrow, yeah. church. Church. That'd be great. All right. So then we're going to hang out and La then La Vida. Yeah, okay. yeah. But for only a little bit because then, two hours. Yeah. Then Jimmy is going to steal Paul and Molly. And take them away from the rest of us so they can have their own special excursion into the Arboretum Christmas lights. Yeah. Yeah. No, oh, thanks a lot, man. Nah, thanks you a didn't lot. Now, well, now yeah. we'll go ahead and tell the whole story. Okay. So, Paul was going to come on Friday and then he screwed it up like he screws up everything like his podcast. And so, now it was only two days.
0: <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so, the original <laughs> plan when I offered him about the lights was, hey, we'll do that Friday night or know, we'll do a listen, double date. It's not as fun when you're not the bad
1: guy. No, Let no, me make no, you the bad guy.
0: No, no. And then when he's like, dude, we've been so wanting to see that. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, great. See, that's, that's <sighs> the kind of friend Fofo is. Yeah. Well, I feel like you
1: you definitely are a good friend because you said, Hey, we'd like to do this. And they're like, Oh, that's great. And then they're like, Oh, now we're only coming for two days. Uh, and now you're stuck. Even though like, I know. You don't really want to do the lights, I know, because I know you. You don't want to go. You're not even into
0: that. You know, and stuff.
1: So, um, no, no, I want to do the no, lights. No, you that. Totally no, right? no, no t- you know it's okay. My you kids are coming too. Yeah, dude, nah, I, know, I feel so bad for you, dude. It's gonna be so rough. Dude, it's gonna so, be so great. I know you're hot to be chocolate.
0: There. Did you already go with your kids? No, never do this. We did go to the arboretum to do the troll hunt.
1: Man, you do way too much with your kids. Oh, I'm so Your kids sorry. are going to be so dependent upon you for fun.
0: You got to Here's the thing.
1: You got to just like <laughs> I should give be your ignoring kid, them. Give your kid like, I don't know, <clears throat> like a like a book of matches. And some blocks and some permanent markers. And tell them the fun out of this. Yeah, that's how you do it. That's how my my kids play by themselves all day long. <laughs> I don't even know where they're I don't know their names. It's awesome. Mm. All right. So what are we talking about today, Jim? Today
0: we're gonna to be on the sixteen eighty nine, chapter eight, paragraph six. Cool. Why don't
1: you take this? I'm gonna go meet Paul at the coffee shop. So I can oh, get okay, a little bit of good. alone time. Oh
0: yeah, you guys uh go Cause ahead like and besides that. Yep, here you go. I'm gonna go ahead and read it. Although the price of redemption was not actually paid by Christ until after his incarnation, yet the virtue Efficacy and benefit thereof were communicated to the elect in all ages successfully from the beginning of the world in and by those promises types and sacrifices wherein he was revealed and signified to be the seed which should bruise the serpent's head and the lamb slain for the foundation of the world being the same yesterday and today and forever. Okay, this is a, uh, oh, and by the way, I'm back. Paul didn't have time, so. Oh, okay, uh, okay. <laughs> yeah, I'm oh, a, is that because uh, Paul's yeah. getting my
1: coffee? Yeah, yeah, it's, uh, yeah. Pa- pa- Jimmy texts <laughs> Paul and says, hey, man, get me coffee. And bring me coffee when you come. Yeah, what yeah, yeah, first coffee, of all, I didn't ask. I asked you, for an Americano. Yeah, that, that is coffee. Yeah, yeah, but I asked yeah, for an Americano. Like, I would like you to not just get me a cup of coffee. That's too easy. I demand that you get me an Americano. With room. With room, and I, I want two cups, and I want a sleeve. Yeah. It's embarrassing. Dude. No stop. Why it's am I so embarrassed by that? Not. Uh because you it's it's your diva. It's like diva behavior. Okay.
0: No, listen, he offered me. Nobody cares. Nobody cares. No, no, he offered you brought me. it up. No, Nobody cares. He offered me the cup. No, no, no. You said hey, bring me some coffee. No, you I did not. offer. <gasps> That's not
1: don't true. Don't you even lie? Don't, Can we get to this? True. We don't have time. All right. Here's the thing. But I want to check to see. Mm, I'm pretty sure it, the way I heard it, it did not sound like Paul offered to bring you something. You were like, I "Okay, would, I might have yeah. yes." Mm.
0: Hooray! Also, I would love a medium yes, with me. an kind a of double cup with mm-hmm. soup. Okay, okay. Then yeah. I said that.
1: Right, you're a bad person. Okay, so in this paragraph of the 1689 chapter eight on Christ as the mediator. um, It's now addressing this issue that uh, Jesus actually paid the the price of redemption in his death, right? So that's where propitiation happened, Mm -hmm. right? That's where redemption took place. It didn't happen until after his incarnation, flesh and blood, uh, human nature, divine nature, one person. However, even though uh, redemption was not accomplished until that point – The virtue, efficacy, and benefit of it were communicated to the elect in all ages. So from this particular Mm. point in time... Right, if you look at it like you're, you've got a timeline of the history of, of the world and, and redemption, yeah, linear, linear. That's how like, li- you there, do it. So I, 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 I held up my hand, and, and I made a linear horizontal line. <clears throat> there you go, it's just so right. everyone gets the full picture. Right. And then, like, towards the middle, we're gonna say, not really, but we're just gonna say, towards the middle, there, they put a little cross in there. <laughs> and from, from that point in time, like in history, Christ died, but the benefits of that act were able to be extended to people in uh both directions right towards, yeah. both towards the past and towards the future i prefer francis chan's rope one that one's a lot better than this Continue. oh really yeah what uh so i'm not i'm not a big chan fan mm-hmm. uh yeah, i like saying like
0: chan fan but i'm not chan a big fan. chan fan yeah, yeah. Uh, what was his rope analogy uh he was just talking about time and how big in space it's good it's good That it sounds terrible no yeah, it was All better right. than this hey chan hey chan
1: this Drop the rope idea. That's no good. No, the rope the rope was great. Yeah. yeah. Jimmy can't even communicate it to me, so I don't know what it's about. <laughs> um, okay, so this is this is important because there are traditions and theological systems out there. I thankfully most of them are dying out. Mm. But like old school dispensationalism, yeah. for example. They would argue that uh, you know, before Christ died, people were saved by their obedience. Right, they were to the saved. law's demands. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, like, oh, well, if you want to be saved before Jesus came, then you had to measure up uh and and offer these sacrifices and obey the Lord and all of these things. Um, or there was some other system of salvation that God offered. Like, okay, you couldn't be saved by your your obedience, but you were saved by the sacrifices of animals. Whereas, you know, the the picture that we have in scripture is that all believers are saved. In all times, in all ages, by the same act of redemption accomplished by Jesus Christ. He is um, prefigured in the promises and in the types, Mm. uh, in those sacrifices. He was revealed in those things. And so, as the people of God are looking, and so this is is the way I would explain it to people. Old Testament saints don't know who Jesus is. They don't know the name Jesus. What they do know is that the Messiah is going to come. Yes. The offspring of Jesus. Eve. And as the progression goes, they know, oh, it's it's going to be a descendant of Abraham. It's going to be uh, a descendant of of uh, of David. And and he's going to rule on a throne. And he's, he's going to be a suffering servant out of Isaiah. He's going to be a, a sin offering for the people. They, they know that a Savior is going to come and it's going to accomplish redemption. And so their faith looks forward to what they only understand in these shadowy figures.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And after the fact of course the light has been shown we know who Christ is we know how this all works and we're all saved in the same in the same way this is why like in 1st Peter chapter 1 verses 10 and 11 um it says concerning this salvation the prophets who prophesied about the grace that was to be yours searched and inquired carefully inquiring what person or time the spirit of Christ in them was indicating when he predicted the sufferings of Christ and the subsequent glories i mean this is <laughs> this is big. Mm-hmm. In, in in other words, the prophets knew they were searching the scriptures. They were praying. They were asking for wisdom as they were looking ahead to when the, the, the Christ would come and suffer and die. They, they were looking ahead to the, the salvation itself that we all have in Jesus. It wasn't just this sort of, uh, uh this general, like very generic, uh, nebulous faith in God. Mm-hmm. It was in a savior who would save. Right. Or, um, In Hebrews chapter four, verse two, indicates that the good news of the gospel uh, hasn't just come to us, but it it came to the Old Testament saints as well. Um, You know, we see this again and again that that Jesus says that Abraham looked forward to the day of Jesus, and he saw it, and he rejoiced in it, and he was glad. Mm. So there's a there's a lot of of. Of, of scriptural support for this idea that this lamb who was slain before the foundations of the world, meaning even though he wasn't literally slain before the foundations of the world, but uh, he, there was this covenant oath that he would die yeah. before the world began. And therefore, the benefits, um, the everlasting benefits of the atonement of Christ can be extended to people in all ages as they looked either forward to the coming or back towards uh, the arrival of the Son of God.
0: Yeah, I mean, and so when we're talking about this, Joe, we're talking essentially about which is why i think it's weird it's always been weird when you hear about some of that old school dispensational is about you know that it's your obedience right it's mm-hmm. it's been faith this whole time it's been you know for us having faith in what christ is on the cross and for those uh before christ uh faith in what the messiah would do on their behalf right right um and so I, that should also then give us a a I think for me it gives a a better picture of uh Old Testament faith right Old Testament uh history in sometimes I think we read the Old Testament and we think well how foolish these guys just sit there and keep doing these these things uh, that that are just dead works right but these works done in faith these works that were done believing and trusting that Messiah would come uh, gives you kind of a, a a that hope the better picture of the hope that they have
1: yeah yeah
0: and I, I think that
1: you know none of our faith is uh is built upon a content which is exhaustive and crystal clear. Mm-hmm. Um, our faith is built upon the the, the content uh, of what we have been, what has been revealed to us. Now we definitely have a lot more than the Old Testament saints. Yeah, um, and so we're searching more, uh, more material, more revelation than than they were. Um, they would search what they have, uh, but there there would there's no doubt that that their confidence was not when their faith was lively and true, it was not in themselves. Yeah. It was in the coming Christ. So when we look at this um, chapter eight, paragraph six, and we read this, what, what is the the benefit here? Like, wh- why is this a good paragraph for a Christian to read, to meditate on? I mean, obviously we could break it down into all of its particulars, right? Um, that, that Christ was revealed um, by promises, types, and, and sacrifices. Um, he's the lamb slain before the foundation of the world. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever out of Hebrews 13.8. We can look at all these various statements. But when you think about this, Jimmy, what is uh, an, maybe a, an immediate benefit that comes from understanding that Christ's one sacrifice is what saves all people in all ages through faith? Alone. What is the, what, what is a, what is a takeaway that you can say? Like, this is, this is how a believer should receive this and then begin to live.
0: Yeah. I mean, I think a believer should, uh, I think they should receive it in in intense humility, right? Because I think of Romans 3, 23 to 26. For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God and are justified by his grace as a gift through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus, whom God put forward as a propitiation by his blood to be received by faith. This was to show God's righteousness because in his divine forbearance, he had passed over former sins. It was to show his righteousness at the present time so that he might be just and the justifier of the one who has faith in Jesus. I mean, there should be, this should be incredibly humbling that, uh, our God is an incredibly patient God and our God has a perfect timing, uh, and that just as he, for, for the Old Testament saints, uh, they had something to look forward to. We also, you know, look forward to the return of our, of our Christ, of our God, uh, who would gather us up to be with him forever and that, and we're only able to, to be with him and reconciled with him because of, uh, what he has done on the cross. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, we're, we're talking
1: about the ongoing benefits of uh, reality and benefits of salvation. Mm -hmm. And it is rooted in a savior who is, the same, he is consistent and constant. Like God is immutable, he is unchanging. Um, he is the same from age to age. Jesus Christ, the same yesterday, today, and forever. So one of the things that that I think about, that I'm reminded about in this, is that God is trustworthy. That. Mm that he was, he was faithful to do what he said he would do, which is save sinners. Um, he was faithful to do. Uh, he was faithful. The father was faithful to the son. The son was faithful to the father, uh, father, son, and Holy spirit were faithful to do what they said they would do in redeeming the elect. And all of this is like their faithfulness is rooted in their character. And therefore, salvation, the offer of salvation was secure. Uh, It was going to happen. It would be accomplished for all people in all ages because of the character of our triune God. So as I take a step back from that, it helps me to wrestle with uh, some of the, maybe just some of the more temporal but very painful realities of life today. Like, I don't know, we've been, we've been talking about some of that uh, you and I and, and pastor Pat and Steve about some of the difficulties that people are facing or that we are facing. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, and the question is, is like, well, how can I trust God right now? How can I trust God when I don't know what's going to happen next? Or when I do know what's going to happen next and it's going to stink. I'm not looking forward to it. It's going to be painful. Um, And I think when I ask myself, like, When I, when I'm pressed in, I don't ask myself, how can I trust God? If I'm honest, what I do though, is I have to tell myself you better trust God, Mm. because it's not like, I don't have to tell myself, um, I don't have to ask myself, how am I going to trust God? I know that I need to, it's like, I might, I might just not want to. And so I have to address myself and push myself to do it. And one of the ways in which I'm encouraged to trust God is because I can see his faithfulness through the ages. I can see his faith. I mean, think about it. He was not only faithful to save through the work of Christ. But he constantly teased it over and over mm. again and in an increasing measure. I mean, he would, from the from the smallest, most vague promises in Genesis 3.15, and on they would go and there would be global blessing and there would be um, this offspring who would rule. There'd be the remission of sins. And he just keeps teasing this promise uh, of, of what people can taste and experience even at that point, right? You can taste this now. You can have it. Have this now, but you got to look forward to the one who's going to come. So for me, when I look at this, one of the things that I'm reminded of is just how faithful and trustworthy God is because of who He is. Mm. Like I can trust Him now in these smaller and think about that—the smaller issues of my life, right? The um, the health and the well-being of my family members, um, the people that I'm trying to help, or my own fears and afflictions. Um, I can trust God in these things as relatively small as they are compared to the more eternal things in life, because I know that God has settled those eternal things. Mm. If he handled the big things, why would I worry about him handling the small things? Yeah. Cause he's not like me. Like, here's the thing. I can handle the big thing. I don't handle the small thing very well. No, no, you do I don't like that. So like if a catastrophic thing happens, I will like, I'll be, I'll, I'll, I'll listen. I'll probably, I, I tend to be like, uh, Hey, my, my, uh, I'm Job. I'm like Job. Somebody steals my car. The Lord gives, the Lord takes away. I can Mm. be Job in that situation. Now, bigger than that, I'd probably get a little more uncomfortable. But but let's just say that's big. Mm -hmm. Uh, I'll I'll be like Job. But then if uh, (gasps) I lose my car keys, I'm like Job's wife. (laughs) Um, I'm not so well. So I, I can sometimes trust God in the big things and I have a harder time in the small things. Or sometimes like I don't. Like I can be faithful in the big things and my bigger responsibilities. And maybe I'm not always faithful in my smaller responsibilities because they're small. Why do I care? What's yeah. the big deal? Yeah. God doesn't work that way. He is faithful all the time um, for his people. And we have this reassurance, not only in the history of redemption, but in the history of our lives as we look back over what has happened. Jimmy, when you're looking at paragraph six here and you see that Jesus is the lamb that was slain before the foundation of the world and is the same yesterday, today, and forever, how does that inform your… Your uh, your evangelism. How does that inform the word that you would that you would share with a person on the street? I know even last night, you know, we had Blue Christmas here. We had visitors that were in the building, people that were first time Christians. Mm-hmm. Some of our neighbors were there. Um, if you were to have a conversation with them over coffee uh, maybe today now, and they wanted to know more about this Jesus. How would this idea of, of the lamb that was slain and, or Jesus being the same yesterday, today and forever um, inform, how could that inform your appeal to them evangelistically?
0: Yeah. I mean, I think for the lamb slain for, before the foundation of the world that, uh, that God has called you, that God, God may very well be calling you to himself and, it's nothing that you could do. It's not a work that you could do. You can't sit here and and earn your way um, because it's something that was done before the world even began, mm. right? And so that you should be in awe of that. You should be in awe that uh, that our Savior has uh, redeemed us despite us, right? Right. Uh, and before we could do anything, uh, and that that to me is incredible. That that to me is just. Awe-inspiring, yeah. It's one of the things I like.
1: I like asking myself as I as I look at this, right? Like, so how does this apply evangelistically? Because mm. what we uh, what a lot of Christians do is we 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 think about evangelism and we think about it in one way. Right. And it's like, uh, the Romans I'm, road, the Romans road. And maybe just a couple of verses, maybe a couple of stops on that road. Yeah. Right. It's vicarious penal atonement. Jesus died for your sins. And it's like, okay, all here's that's, the
0: five color bracelet.
1: Yeah. Right. Or the, or the, or the, the Rubik's cube. Have you ever seen that? There's this like, there's this box cube that Southern Baptist design, uh, that they use for evangelism. I've never seen that. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I've uh, never seen it's, that. It's pretty bad. Okay. So, um, <sighs> I like looking at, I think it's a good habit for us when we're in scripture and we're seeing these depiction of depictions of Christ, whether they are in the form of promises and types mm-hmm. or whether they are metaphors or analogies that Jesus uses himself of himself. Um, but like, it, I like to look at those and go, how do I use that to share the gospel? Because just like Jesus, when we interact with people in the world, some of them are going to need a, a certain approach. We're going to same gospel, but there's just different facets of the gospel that we're going to hit. Um, and so one of the ones that I love to go to is what's, you know, here in paragraph six, uh, the seed which should bruise the serpent's head, Mm. right? So, and when do we share this idea that Jesus is not just a comforting, compassionate, forgiving savior who comes to us in our, in our wretchedness and says, I love you. I forgive you. If you will come to me, I will embrace you. Um, he is also the one that kicks in the door and crushes the skull of the devil. Hmm. Like he is a violent savior spiritually. Um, and like, so where is, where does that play into evangelism? And I think sometimes, uh, you know, that's a really good word for people that see and feel and maybe even experience evil and oppression uh, in this world. They, uh, when they, when they don't see justice, right? When they see corruption uh, at the governmental level, uh, when they see evil winning, um, I think, yeah, that's a really Powerful aspect of the gospel that no uh part of the gospel is that Jesus crushes evil. And uh he crushes the evil in your life, in your heart, by being crushed himself. Mm. But then he crushes the evil in uh, the world and uh he crushes the the unbelieving world and he crushes the evil of Satan by putting his boot on the devil's skull and stomping down. But yeah. right? He curb stomps the devil. And as violent of an image as that is, that's what it is. He beats the the villain here. And so for people that are suffering in that way or have those kinds of questions, I think the gospel um, applies really well there. But maybe that's something to, to do. Like sometimes you're reading these paragraphs and you're thinking like, well, I can go deep into a study and I can tear this apart. We encourage you to do that. But on a practical level, one of the things you can ask is, how does this apply to various forms of evangelism? That's something that we encourage uh, each other in. And we love to share when we're doing that Mm -hmm. uh, in our lives, whether it's at work or, uh, or in the neighborhood. So uh, we definitely want to hear what you guys think about this issue of Christ being the one who uh, obtained redemption at a particular time, about 2000 years ago, but uh, that work saved people uh, through the magic lasso that Chan had, the, the Chan Wait, lasso. What? You said Francis Chan had a lasso? No, he didn't have a, a he lasso. Had he had a lasso. rope, had a rope like, analogy. What's like, wrong? What I, I don't know. I don't know. Chan, Chan with his lasso. Um, <laughs> don't, don't. Chan lasso. He's not Wonder Woman. But well, she, yeah, but, but I don't know. I don't know. I, don't know. <laughs> I don't know. You couldn't explain it to me, so I, it's hard for me to, like, you know. You're not you're <laughs> not as clear as the 1689 or the mm. scripture, so you're not perspicuous. No. No, you're perspiring, now
0: because <laughs> right, you've got that cold.
1: Hey, we want to hear from you guys. Uh, let us know what you think about uh, paragraph six. And uh, if you have any questions, you know, like this is the kind of thing, if you have a, because we're just riffing on this, we're, we're yeah. reading this, we're talking about it. But if there is a particular issue, you know, we're in chapter eight. You know we're going to be getting on to paragraph seven or eight. If you look ahead, you're like, hey, I want them to talk about this. Ask us. Mm -hmm. And as we have time, we want to do it. Let us know. You can contact us uh, by hitting us up. We have a contact form on the the website. You can hit us up on Instagram and Twitter at Doc and Devo. You can find us on Facebook, facebook.com slash Doctrine and Devotion. Of course, Doctrine and com is the website where you can get everything, podcast, video, and more But we also want you to visit the JoFo store, J-O-F-O store.com. That's where you can buy all kinds of stuff. And maybe, maybe if you guys are nice, if you guys behave, maybe we'll put out some hoodies for you soon. What do you think about that? I know a lot of you guys are asking for hoodies. We're working on it. We're we're seeing what we can do. We'll see what the interest is. We've got to gauge the interest. We've got to see who wants this stuff. But we definitely want you to tell your friends. One of the best things you can do for us is to to tell your friends uh, about the podcast, spread the word, and encourage them to check it out. Remember, we have uh, Fresh Pod every Monday and Thursday. We have articles now that are starting to come back out here slowly on Wednesdays, and video content will become the norm this winter. So stay tuned.